Welcome back to the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am you, Winton. I hope everybody out there in podcast land is doing fantastico. Today is Saturday, January 18th, 2020, the year of the vision. And I'm doing meh. Yeah, I had an interview last week and it went meh. I was asking dude some questions that were pretty fucking simple in my mind. But he didn't have the answer. Simple question like, yeah, imagine there's some one-hour firewalls in those uh, multi-families you got going down there in Lacey, right? He shrugs his shoulders and says, I don't know. I'm like, what? You're the VP of construction and you don't know? I will give the guy a little bit of slack. He is just getting back into it, but come on, man. That's fucking framing 101, right? Oh, you framers out there know what I'm talking about. One-hour walls, two-hour walls, right? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the interview went okay. Not great. I'll give it a C. I wasn't really getting that, you know, the warm and fuzzy feeling you get when you have a good interview. You know, that tingly feeling that you get like, man, this might be the one. Yeah, I didn't get that. So I'm going to chalk that one up and put it up on the list as maybe right? No hopes up. No, hey man, I think he's going to call back. At least give me a second interview. See if I can nail it then, you know. So anyway, the week was pretty humdrum. I got a couple more interviews this coming week. It's uh, it's pretty competitive, man. There's a lot of work out there, but there's also a lot of dudes looking for work too. Well, I can say ladies too, I guess. You know, I don't want to be like impartial like it's a man's world you know so anyway so i get up the other morning about six thirty, seven o'clock feeling a little bluesy like maybe i didn't get enough sleep a little depressed you know a little fucking bummed out because i'm not on a job site somewhere because that's how i fucking identify right that's who i am as a man I, I need to fucking work so i get up feeling a little depressed and like a slight bit hopeless it's just the way it is. But I get myself a nice hot fucking cup of coffee. And my wife's, you know, chattering about this or about that. And I'm feeling a little bluesy. Till I get about three or four big old sips of coffee in me. And that caffeine starts to kick in a little bit. And next thing you know, I get about half the cup down. And I'm thinking, man, there is hope. This little black bean that makes this coffee is giving me fucking hope. Right? I'm feeling a little euphoric, like, man, I'm feeling good. Something might happen today. Something good might fucking come up today. Well, you know, dude calls about a resume, so I got an interview set up. So, yeah, you know what, people? That coffee is a fucking drug, right? Heard it all my life. Yeah, caffeine's a drug, but I didn't believe it, but I do now, you know? Give me that first cup of coffee every fucking morning when I'm feeling hopeless and fucking tired. And I'll drink that cup of coffee and I will feel empowered, man. I know you can't tell by the way I'm sounding, but I'm still weed-free, bros. Yeah, I haven't smoked any weed for a couple weeks, you know. Not a big deal. It's not really bothering me. Although, every once in a while it does cross my mind a nice big fat toke would be nice. You know, take the edge off. Give me some of that warm and fuzzy feeling that THC might give you once you get past that first, you know, 10 minutes of paranoia. 
where you think everybody's thinking about you or start feeling that insecure feeling, you know, everybody gets in its weed, man. That's what it does. It only lasts for a few minutes. So once you get past that, then you feel good. You feel like you can take on the world and everything like that. Which reminds me, I knew a dude down in Florida back in the 90s. His name was Bill. Can't quite remember his last name, so we'll just call him Bill. He was from New York, and the way he talked, he always talked with his hands, right? His hands were always moving, flat out, whatever. Kind of like that fucking uh, President Trumpy Dumpty. A little bit like that, but he would, every once in a while, not all the time, but at least a couple of times a day when you're having a conversation, he would say at the end, and everything like that. So I always found that kind of funny. You know? And everything like that. I told that to a buddy of mine one time, and fuck, we took it to the next extreme level. It was like, and everything like that. You know? It was kind of a funny joke. I wonder what happened to that dude. But anyway, one time he calls me and my ex-wife up, and he says, I can't find my fucking teeth. Right? He's like, Dude, I don't know what happened last night, but I was out drinking, and I had a girl over, and now I can't find my teeth. So it's like a Saturday morning. My ex and I, we decide, well, let's go fucking help Bill find his teeth. We're looking all over the place, and I look under his bed, and I don't know if you've ever seen false teeth laying under a bed, face up on a carpet, like a shag carpet, right? With just the fucking teeth poking up. It's the weirdest fucking thing you'll ever see, right? So I'm looking at it, and it takes me like, I'm looking at it for like, it had to be 30 seconds because I had to process this. I'm like, am I seeing what I think I'm fucking seeing? And how the fuck did his teeth end up under the bed, way over there, kind of by the wall in the corner? I don't know, but there they were. And I kind of disgustingly say, hey, man, here's your fucking teeth under the bed. Never seen a dude so fucking happy in his life, right? I mean, he was like probably at that time mid-30s and he's already wearing false teeth. False teeth have always kind of fucking weirded me out anyhow. As a child, I'd be growing up and you'd see him somewhere in a fucking cup, right? Next to a bed somewhere in the fucking cup. And it always freaked me out a little bit. So that kind of freaked me out. And it still freaks me out a little bit, bros. My grandmother used to take hers out and wash them with a fucking toothbrush, scrubbing them away, scrub, scrub, scrub. And it just kind of weirded me out. I don't know if it weirds you guys out, but for me, it freaks me out. So I'm going to take care of my teeth, right? All you knuckleheads out there that got good teeth, take care of them teeth so you don't get embarrassed by having to wear goddamn dentures. It's kind of freaky and everything like that. So the other night I'm watching a special on Netflix about uh, Kevin Hart, right? It's like, it's a series about his life, his personal life, and how he does shit, right? He's got a personal trainer, and they're standing there. And what always fucking weirds me out about people who work out is they always work out the arms and the shoulders and the chest. They get fucking huge, right? But they never work out their fucking calves. So these motherfuckers got arms... Bigger than their fucking calves. They got little chicken legs. Right? Even I know that if you're going to work out, work out, work out your whole fucking body, not just your fucking upper body. Jesus. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing as a man to sit back and see that. 
I want to fucking scream at the TV. Hey, knucklehead, start working on your calves too, foo. I want to say you don't want to be looking like you got chicken legs, but to be honest with you, man, the chicken legs got more muscle than some of them guys. If you ever get a chance to watch that, check it out. And tell me if I'm just seeing things, because it just doesn't look right. You got sticks for legs, bro. You don't have any fucking, uh, what do they call it, symmetry? You don't have no fucking symmetry, bro. Get on them thighs and get on them fucking calves. Because if you don't, you shouldn't be wearing shorts, especially out in public. And everything like that. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Okay? I mean, even when you're in the gym working out, you should be looking at your legs too. Not just your upper body, man. Right? Come on. I've been in recent talks with my former fellow employee at Depp Homes and it seems like the uh, owner is looking for even more people, right? So I told dude, I said, man, he's all worried, he's scared. He's like, dude, I think he's going to hire somebody above me. And I'm like, dude, it's already happening, man. You need to cover your bases because he already fucked you over once. He'll do it again. Not to mention he's already fu- started fucking over the uh, some of the vendors by not paying them, right? Just because they didn't turn their paperwork in by the, I don't know, the first. They got it in like the eighth. So now they got to wait a whole month to get their $12,000 or whatever it is. That's some bullshit, man. I mean, doesn't he have to pay the guys that are working for him? And doesn't he have to pay his suppliers too? Just like they have to? I don't get it. Why are you going to screw a guy over like that? I think what's happening is the dude hasn't sold anything in quite some time. He's got a lot of money out there for quite some time and I get that I understand it right he hasn't sold anything he doesn't have anything coming in that's nobody else's fault but his he's the one that makes all the fucking decisions he's the one that comes in and changes shit after it's already been complete and signed off and paid for oh I don't like the way that backsplash looks I don't quite like that we need to tear it out tear it out have him tear it out no wait no don't tear it out yet next day up Tear it out. So I get it torn out. Get a phone call. Hey, man, did you have him tear that out? Yeah, I had him tear it out. Oh, damn. I mean, come on, dude. Get your shit together. I don't care if you fucking fail or not. Now, you're no longer on Patman's team. See, that's how it works. If you're on Team Patman, I'll go to the mat with you. I'll go to the mat for you. I will fucking defend you till the end of the fucking days. But as soon as you fuck me over... Adios, amigo. You're no longer on my fucking playlist, right? You're no longer even on the bench. So to be honest with you, Depp Holmes is dead to me. Dead, dead, dead. I don't give a fuck whether you live or die now. I really don't. I don't care whether your company survives. I really don't care, okay? I wish you would call me up and ask me a question, right? I'm still getting calls last week from the gas guys, the meter guys, cabinet guys. I'm like, dudes, I don't fucking work there anymore. You're going to have to call that motherfucker and tell him what the fuck you're doing, right? Yeah, it's not up to me. I should have said, yeah, deliver them fucking things. I should have said, yeah, we're all set just to fuck with them. Because I doubt anybody was even there to accept the appliances, right? For three units. It's probably not even ready. Shit. I should have said, yeah, send them. That would have been funny. Anyway, I'm not into fucking him over like that, but you know what's really fucked up in my head? 
I want to fucking save the day. I still want to say, no, we're not ready for him yet. Or no, don't do this. Don't do that. That's something I got to get out of my head. Once you're fucking let go, you let go, bro. They don't love you no more. They don't care about you no more. They don't give a fuck whether you live or die or are homeless or whatever. So in my fucking opinion, fuck you and everything like that. Well, as you can tell, I'm still a little bit agitated, a little bit miffed. I don't like the dude now. Him and I were having issues before, right? I told you before what kind of shit he was pulling, and it was fucked up. But, you know, when I went back to work with him, I really didn't look hard for work, right? I said, well, if if you let me come back, I won't fucking uh, entertain any ideas about going to work for anybody else. So I really didn't, you know. Sure, I listened to a few things, but I didn't pursue anything. Loyalty is a bitch, you know. I'm starting to figure it out that in the construction business, there's no loyalty, right? They're always looking for the easier, softer way, right? Anyway, I don't really fucking care what happens to him. I just wish his knucklehead fucking vendors would quit calling me. Because every time my phone rings during the week, I'm thinking, maybe it's a fucking job, right? Maybe somebody would call for a fucking interview or something. No. Oh, hey, uh, yeah, this is so-and-so, and we're going to be there to hook up the meters uh, today, tomorrow, and the next day. Is that okay with you? Like, dude, I don't work there anymore. Oh. Oh, oh, sorry to hear that. Um, We'll quit fucking bothering you then. Thank you. Because any of you out there who have been let go and you know you've been a fucking stellar employee, it fucking bothers you a little bit, right? kind of sends you off a little bit of a fucking deep end. I'm a little bit pissed off and each day I get a little bit more agitated. I mean, you all remember when you'd go have an interview for a job, right? And they'd fucking hire you on the spot if they wanted you. And if they didn't, they didn't, right? Now it's like you got to have your fucking phone interview. Then you got to go have your in-person interview. And then you got to go have a third fucking interview. And that's when they decide whether they want to keep you. And then what you have to do is you got to go down and take a piss test. You got to wait for them to do a, a background check. You know, is this guy uh, a criminal? Whatever, dude. So by the time you really get the job, it's two or three weeks down the road. And I haven't told you yet that I'm getting some grief from fucking unemployment, right? They're not going to pay me until uh, I sent them a letter stating why I quit one job a fucking year ago to go to another job, right? Oh, you got to explain yourself or uh, we're not going to send you any fucking money. So that's affecting my fucking unemployment. I'm not getting any fucking money coming in right now, so I'm pissed, right? It's like, fuck you, man. That money's supposed to be mine. I earned it, right? Fucking unemployment. Any of you out there that have gone through that bullshit, you know what I'm talking about right there, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of bullshit and everything like that. So I got over the sting of the uh, Seattle Sea Chickens getting whooped last weekend. Kind of knew it was going to happen. Didn't want it to happen, but it did. So now what we have is San Francisco playing the Green Bay Packers, right? Now I'm at a bit of a quandary because my wife is a Packer fan. In fact, we were house divided last week. Because she wanted the fucking Packers to win. And what happened? They fucking won. But she was cool. She didn't rub it in. 
She didn't say, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. She likes Aaron Rodgers because he's so cute. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for fucking the Packers a little bit, although I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a pussy. And, uh, you know, I don't like San Francisco either. Even though they're in the same division as the Sea Chickens, I kind of have to root for them, right? I mean, isn't that a little bit of loyalty to our division? I have to root for them? I don't know. And then we have the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Tight Ones. Now, I can't root for the Kansas City Chiefs because that would be showing no loyalty to my fucking Indians, right? If you're an American Indian, Native American, indigenous, whatever, you cannot root for the Kansas City fucking Chiefs. Because every time you do, you're showing your fucking uh, turd side, right? Because they got that Hollywood fucking war chant going on. That Hollywood fucking tomahawk chop. I've said it a million times, and I'll keep saying it. I like Andy Reid. He's a badass fucking coach. But as far as the name of the fucking Kansas City Chiefs? Hmm. I guess Chiefs is better than the fucking Redskins. But at the same time, it's bullshit. Right? It's bullshit. When I was a little kid, they nicknamed me Chief. Right? They called me Chief. I was a little kid. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Five years old, they called me Chief. But then as I got older, I realized, hey, don't call me that, man. I'm not a Chief. I'm not a chief, man. My great-great-grandfather was a chief over there in the Elwha, but I'm not a chief, so don't call me chief. And if you're on the street and you see me or you work with me and you call me chief, we're going to have an issue. And don't be standing there fucking saying, hey, man, we have to have a company meeting. We need to have a powwow. Don't fucking say that either. And don't start doing some kind of war hoop either because you might get punched in the dick. All right? So be cool, man. And don't root for the Chiefs, okay? Root for the Titans, man. They're the underdog. We all like a good underdog, right? So I'd like to see the Tennessee Titans playing the San Francisco 49ers. And then see the Titans win, okay? I'd love to see Derrick Henry run for about, oh, I don't know, 200 yards or so tomorrow against KC. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So this coming week we have the impeachment trial. Okay, it's going to happen, folks. It's really going to happen. But where where is it going to go? Where is it really going to go? You already have the Republicans in the Senate who are saying, oh, I've already decided what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be impartial at all. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote the way I already see fit. And he stood up there and he took an oath to be fucking honest and fair and and uh, be bipartisan or whatever the fuck that word is, you know, where he's not on the side of the president until he hears all the fucking shit. But he's already decided that he's on the side of the president. Where does your loyalty end there? You know, are you are you worried that you're going to be investigated? Are you worried about some of the dirt that you have on you? You know, what have you and the president been up to? You already know the president's a little bit of a dirty bird, right? He's already paid out a whole bunch of money for keeping people quiet, right? You know what I don't understand is when he was doing that interview with that one dude, that Billy Bush dude, and he was saying behind the scenes, yeah, I like to go up and I like to grab them by the pussy. They like it when I do that, you know. They they like that. They like it from rich guys. They love it. Well, Billy Bush gets fired and he gets to be the fucking president. How does that fucking work? 
I mean, how does that fucking even play out, right? I mean, you even have women Republicans that are backing this knucklehead up, you know? It's not okay, man. It's not okay, you know? And you know what else is not okay? That fucking knucklehead Trump 20 years ago when Starr was the guy up against fucking uh, Bill Clinton, he was saying Starr is fucking no good. He's a disaster. He's a turd. Yet he calls up Starr to be his fucking attorney. You know? It's not okay, man. You can't have your cake and eat it too, right? I mean, come on, man. Where is it going to stop? If we can't get him out of office now, please, please don't vote for this guy again. Please. I don't care if you're Republican or not. Look at what's going on, man. Is this how you want to be represented in your fucking country? This is your country too, right? This is this is your fucking country. If it wasn't for all of us paying our fucking taxes to the United States government, there would be no fucking country, right? So, anyway, I don't know. I'm just ranting and raving. I'm a little bit agitated, a little bit burnt out, a little bit fucking pissed, all right? Anyway. This has been the Tribal Brand Podcast and everything like that. Peace.